Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Seychelle Van Poole. I'm Sarah Reynolds. I'm Via Williams. And I'm Wendy Papazan. Today, we're going to be talking about a really exciting topic, which is our favorite books of 2021. Uh, Listen, guys, reader, sorry, leaders are readers. (laughs) I knew I was going to get that wrong. And talkers, Uh, too. And talkers. But but if you read, you read, too. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) leaders are readers. Uh, If you guys are not reading books, uh, listeners, then you really need to get into the book habit. I think you could argue that the best ROI you can get is from a book. So true. Right? I'll just, I'll oh just let goodness. that sink in. What do they cost? $10, $15, and of course, your precious time. But the ROI, I think about the ROI on, say, the millionaire real estate agent, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, $15. Woof. Mm-hmm. Sarah, how much money have you made off that book? Oh my goodness, uh, 28 million gross this year. So <laughs> that's okay, I guess. Can you so figure out the ROI on that? that? That'll do. That'll do. Yeah, yeah that's incredible. Yeah. Fair return. Uh, yeah. And according to the Pew Research Center, the average adult American reads about 12 books a year, but only half of Americans read four books or less annually. I'm kind of wow. just curious uh, how many books do you guys read a year? Do you have a goal around it? I don't, but you know, it's funny. Uh, it's funny you're talking about this. I'm just going to, full disclosure, I usually read, Wendy. I usually read about a dozen to 15 books a year. On a really good year, it might be 20. And I didn't read I'd that many books this year. Fair. Yeah, I'd say that's about fair. And you know, the other thing too is I've- I like, didn't this year though. I, I do a lot on audio too. So it's like, I have certain ones that I'm really purposeful with that I want the- physical mm-hmm. paper copy that I need to see and notate and read that way. And then I have others that are more for enjoyment or fun and I may do those on audio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I go through like sprints of like, I'll you read know. like four books, like mm-hmm. back to back in a month and then I'll like take a break and I, I listen to a lot of books Me too. Um, versus reading them. But, uh, and so like, I'll, I'll I'll do a music deep dive versus a book. Like, you know, I, I'll take same. breaks, but I'm probably year, every year, probably 20 to 30 books. Uh, two to two to three a month, depending on depending on what's going on. Now, one of the things that I have found to be super important, and what I've seen in in readers and uh, it's specifically leadership, is a lot of people are random in terms of right. what they're what they read. Um, we really recommend you be purposeful about it, especially when it comes to leadership and or business. Um, for me, whatever the struggle is um, in our world, I'd like find every book about it. So for Mm -hmm. this year, two struggles have been scaling. So we're scaling at a fast rate. So I've read every book there is about scaling. And then also culture, scaling culture. So anything to do with culture, building a stronger culture, those I did a deep dive in because that is what we were struggling with. So being purposeful about the books that you read is super, super important. I think this is really, really important because a lot of people out there, I I see people post on Facebook, and ask the question, hey, what books do you recommend? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. which is fine, especially like if it's fiction or, or something like that. But but what Sarah is saying is so, so, so powerful, yep. which is if you have a problem in your business, then read books that will give you insight and knowledge on how to fix it. Don't read a leadership book just to read a leadership book because yeah. you could read... I mean, there are thousands and thousands of leadership books that get published every single year. And you could you could go crazy with all the ideas around leadership. 
Yeah. I think that's such a great point. And the other thing I would add to that too is oftentimes the wis- oftentimes the wisdom is sitting on your shelf already. And mm. so reading yeah. a book not once, but multiple times and going back and revisiting it, like a lot of the books I read this year are actually ones I've read before, but I needed to go back and revisit for specific reasons. Mm-hmm. And so that's really helpful for me too. Sometimes you have to hear the message, like how many times have we all read the one thing, right? I mean, I, m- more times that I can count. Way you know, too so, many. Yeah, <laughs> when you, you edited, edited, I was going to say no, 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 no. I read it when I was like twice yeah. as long. Yeah, yeah. So you get extra credit. Wendy gets extra credit. But I, you know, going back and revisiting the ones that really spoke to you for a reason when you hit you hit those struggles or those hard points again, I think picking them back up off the shelf um, is is a great thing to do too. Well, and the same applies with like life, right? I, one of my, uh, our director of inside sales is reading Raising Men right now and talking a lot oh. about that. It's about raising boys and because he has two boys and um, and how much that applies to leadership too, you know? So like being very specific about what you're wanting to learn because if not, you can be so scatterbrained because what can happen is you're all over the place in terms of f- focus. And um, what was that quote from last week from Gary? Um, uh, ideas are recognized. Um, execution is worshipped, right? So like executing yes. on the mm-hmm. things that are important to you with, in terms of reading is super, super key here. So I just, just to wrap that up with the books, I know we need to, to move on with it. What's interesting about it is, is I was looking at my book list in preparation for this episode And Sarah, I do exactly what you do. And I was like, at the beginning of the year, it was all financial and investing. Mm -hmm. It was kind of a bleed over from like Mm -hmm. fourth quarter. So I was like, look at my list. It's like, you know, the... I actually read The Wealthy Code last year, but then it was like, you know, long distance investing, the Burr method. It it was like the simple path to wealth. Like I was like, geez. And then you can start seeing this shift in my list of whatever I was working on. It's so funny. Yeah. Sorry about that, Say, No, that's great. That's perfect. Well, for me, um, it was the year of Ryan Holiday for me. So good. Um, mm-hmm. I read Ego is the Enemy, Stillness is the Key, and mm. his new New York Times bestseller, which is called Courage is Calling. Mm. I also took the Daily Stoic Leadership Challenge, which was a nine-week course that required me to read several books, including The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. Um, it came out in 1998, but it's still pretty applicable. And I really like it because it just jives with kind of my leadership style. Um, it talks about virtue, reduces negative emotions, and emphasizes the positive. So it just works for Wait, me. Wait, what book emphasizes emotion, positive emotions? Um, just the not stoic, kind of the stoic okay. philosophy. Yeah. So that's like, why- not the 48 his, Laws of Power. No. The 48 Laws of Power is super weird, and I wouldn't recommend it unless you're a weirdo. <laughs> really like, weird book. It's yeah. super weird. Yeah. Like, it's, it's really about how to- it's really about how manipulation, isn't it? Really, really powerful. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, like law number seven is take credit for people's work, which I would yeah, never do. Kind of but, yeah. But it Wait, is. Wait, what? It, it, it's, yeah. oh, this no, book it's, is it's, trippy. It's evil. Yeah. Number 15 okay, so is what? annihilate your enemy. I mean, that is one way to get <laughs> you more read powerful, this book? Yes. I read <laughs> it. had you for her class. I read it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I, I think the reason to read that is to make sure that people are doing that to you, right? Yeah. That would be a good reason But I mean, some of the laws are, are very applicable. Uh, you know, I mean, law I number one is never upstage the boss. I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. I think it's huge. I mean, whether, whether we run organizations like that or not, I mean, hopefully ours are more collaborative, but I mean, you need to understand that that's part. Of, it's a lot of it. It's, it's really about human psychology. 
Yeah. Um, and and the and understanding the way people have worked since the beginning of time. So mm-hmm. that's how I I that's how I read it. I mean, I'm, I'm probably never going to take credit for people's work. <laughs> that's, that's Please not don't. That's, I, I, that's I, not I you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm always yeah, yeah. wanting to make sure like, yeah. Well, circling back to Ryan Holiday, I've read every single one of his books, Wendy, except for the new one, Courage is Calling. Okay. And mm-hmm. last year on, um, so in 2020, on my big, huge birthday, I was uh, in the Maldives in a in a beautiful, spiritual, I would say, you know, hut over the water in the middle of nowhere, feeling my insignificance, right? You can't not mm. feel insignificant when you're just surrounded by mm. ocean for, you know, thousands, hundreds of miles, however long it is. And I read Stillness is the Key. Mm. And it was just so perfect. And I will forever sort of like equate that book with staring out at the water for hours. And for, for until recently, it was my screensaver. It was my wallpaper on my mm. computer. I would just, it, I took a picture of my view so that I could just kind of uh, be in that moment momentarily during my workday. So maybe you need so, to put it back on your screensaver. Is that a hint? Yeah. <laughs> you tried to tell I am me just saying. <laughs> okay, Wendy, what, for Courage is Calling, what was the big takeaway? Um, it, the big takeaway is, is that in order to, um, in order to get what you want in this world, you have to be brave. That's really what it is. Yeah. So, so the, it's a, so, a lot of his books are stuff you already know, but they're just great reminders and, and yeah. it has historical that's examples awesome. to kind of back, back it up. Yep. I, that's a perfect, uh, sort of segue into the book that had the biggest impact on me this year, which is Brene Brown, Dare to Lead. Yeah. I, I mentioned it on a couple podcasts. Um, She's but so honestly, good. it was, it was so good. I read it multiple times this year, um, because honestly, parts of it I had to stop and I was got emotional, which that doesn't normally happen, um, often in terms of reading. Uh, but I wanted to share a quote that ties sort of into that that um, I think about now almost every day, which is a Brene Brown quote, quote, and it's, a leader is anyone who takes responsibility for finding the potential in people and processes Mm. and who has Mm. the courage to develop that potential and has the courage to develop that potential. Mm. And I, I think so many times we think of leadership as for people, but she adds in processes, which is a Mm. huge thing for me. I I think in processes as well. Mm -hmm. And so like, it sort of validated a lot of what I've done in our organization in terms of processes, but then also training my leaders now. You know, I have -hmm. have lots of leaders and just focusing on the processes, but that was in the, in the book, she mentions that quote and it was, Ian, I love it. I love that. And actually a key takeaway for me from the podcast that I listened to on Monday, which was on um, the fortune is in the follow-up, was yeah. something that you said, Sarah, that I've been thinking about all week, which is one of the jobs of leaders is to find the holes, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I kind of knew that, um, and I do that a lot, but I didn't, I never thought about it as one of my jobs. And that's kind of yeah. what you're saying is like, yeah. find the holes and then make them better. Tie a process to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tie yeah. a process to it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. 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 On on my end, one of the biggest things that I had was I had more that needed to get done this year than I had physical time to do. And so I had to go back and reread Atomic Habits um, and really taking a look at like, where is my time being spent? How am I being efficient and not efficient as a leader? How am I leading our organization and raising up other people to take on roles and responsibilities? And um, on the, like, I would say business and personal side of it, actually, I read a couple of like parenting books 
Mm. Um, mm. Because I think as a leader, you know, part of our job is to shepherd these humans through the world. And we have some younger team members too that I feel like I'm kind of raising a little bit. Yeah, um, We're teaching sure. them about life and wealth and habits and all of these things. And so um, two of the books I really loved on that was I reread um, Angela Duckworth's Grit. Um, mm. which is just so good, right? Teaching so good. patience and perseverance and all of the skills that you learn when you're developing grit um, as an adult or a kid. And then the other one actually Sarita recommended to me, which was The Blessing of a Skinned Knee. And it talks about going back and like learning from Jewish traditions, their form of parenting and how that can be applied to like raising grounded, kind, contributing, you know, self-confident humans in this world. So those were two really cool ones from like both parenting and business side that I've really implemented this year that have been really cool. Love that. I love that. So, I mean, I read, I did read about 10 books this year, which is low for me, but there you go. You were Um, also taking Harvard financial classes though. Yeah. I I mean, but I failed. You were that I failed it? Did you guys get that memo? You still I did failed it. it because I didn't turn in three. I didn't turn in three things on time, and that was oh. one too many. Oh, Snap, do the work. So, That's a so the question the work is, on time. and I did. And my my scores were. They started off a little rough. They got really good, but yeah, that's what happened. I'm so proud I, of you I, for I doing that. I have to decide. Yeah, thanks. It was really helpful, actually. I, I'm glad I did it. But out of all those books for nonfiction, we're not talking fiction um, for sure. I read it literally in January, so we're talking way at the beginning of the year. It was called The Art of Gathering by mm. Priya Parker. I then, I, I immediately texted Tiffany in our group immediately and said, you've got to read this book. And she did. And then I think she passed it around to some people. And I think that <clears throat> what what was cool about it is if you're trying to and striving to live a purpose-driven life, which I am, if you think about the lack of intentionality we put in our mm. gatherings, now a gathering could be a one-on-one conversation. It can be a meeting, a dinner party. And she turns it on its ear. I highly recommend mm. it. It is a fascinating mm. book. It's not just about how to throw a party because that's not really what I do. It's it's how to curate experiences in life and, and events in life that, that are purposeful, really, and tailored for what you want to get out of it. You know, we're, especially this group, we're so outcome focused. And, and yet, when you have a bunch of people over for dinner, how much thought do you really put into that? You you know, you, mm. you order the food or you, you put the meal in the thing, but she takes it on a, to a whole entirely new level. Like, mm. what do you want to get out of this? Who are you inviting? Why? What's the night going to be like? Well, like how we would do with our businesses, mm-hmm. she would do with a gathering. So That I sounds it like a new job. I love that. Mm-hmm. All well, you I know. a new job to do. You can't no. just have dinner. Okay, you got to make it a big thing. Five <laughs> no. minutes of well, five. No, five I mean, like here's five. a good example. Of, I think about our dinner at Bellingham. Yes. Um, and remember, Tiffany and I were like, oh, let's come up with some questions because it'll mm-hmm. make dinner better. Yeah. So it yeah. can be just as simple sure. as that. Yeah, that's For what sure. I, I do. And wasn't that a highlight well. of that It was that such trip? a highlight. Yeah. It was a highlight. wonderful dinner. And I had read that book before that dinner. And I, I did curate that dinner, um, uh, you know, from that perspective, right? I, I paid attention to where the table was, how the food was set. Mm. Um, what I didn't share with you, Wendy, is I, I had questions. Oh, already. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, that's cool. But it was, it's better to come from the group. I, I think, um, speaking of which, <laughs> uh, one of the questions was, what do you hope never changes about you? I mm. think about my answer. I have thought about that answer every week mm. since, wow. that, since that because my answer was, I hope 
being hurt by people never leads me to not believing in them, basically, mm-hmm. to stop. Mm-hmm. And this year, mm-hmm. has I've had some hurt. And I, I've been thinking about, let make sure I don't change. Don't change mm-hmm. who Sarah is my belief in people. Anyways, that had such a big impact on me. That I love those that. Questions. Well, it was a very honest That's answer great. that you had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, one another book that um, sort of something you said via tied in, now I'm forgetting it, but uh, The 12-Week Year, I know, say, read that as well. Mm-hmm. We, um, yeah, I'm reading yeah. it right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and that I'm has I'm the been... only human that hasn't read it yet. <laughs> it's really good. It's <laughs> no, really you're good. not. I'm not that special. I think every achiever on strengths needs to read this book because it gives you permission to take time off. Yes, it does. And not achieve all the time. Wait, what? Yeah, yes. yeah, no, yeah, you would really like it. Are I'm you reading guys, it tomorrow. Are y'all using the 12-week year in your business? Like we do, we have it implemented in our business. It's been fantastic. It's been, guys, yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah. It's great. It's a, I mean, it's well, not revolutionary, um, but it's really helpful. Sorry, go ahead, Wendy. That's okay. Uh, we just have a lot of books to cover. So um, the first two books I read this year were A Promised Land by Barack Obama, which I thought was a fascinating, was fascinating insight into the workings of a president. I've never Mm. read a book like that where it really talks about the day-to-day of being a president. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's a book about leadership. And uh, so it was very valuable for me for that. And then I read A Moment of Lift by Melinda Gates, which is fantastic. Mm, And so if you are someone who hopes to inspire people uh, through charity or good work, definitely, definitely, definitely read that. And then I loved Thinking in Bets by Annie Duke, which is, Mm, I I actually listened to that on Audible. Yeah, it's how to make better decisions when you don't have all the information. And this is really important for me because I am, one of my strengths is confidence. And which is which is awesome. And I tend to move forward without um, knowing all the facts. It's I can't help it. I just feel mm-hmm. like I always know the way. I'm also very strategic. So my brain works in a way where I can mm-hmm. often see the outcome. But there are lots of times where I need to make really tough decisions and better choices. And this mm-hmm. has frameworks for making better decisions. She's a, a world-class poker player. So it's kind nice. of a cool perspective. Yeah. Oh, I'm putting that down. Well, mm-hmm. two things I, I want to add to that, to your list, Wendy, before we move on. Number one, um, she taught me to think, yeah, you know, be comfortable with probabilities with like, look, it, it's a 70% chance I'm all in. Like she just, caught, she she gave me that framework to your point where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to follow the framework, you know, and and I can only make the right decision in the moment mm-hmm. with the facts I have. And, and that's mm-hmm. really what she teaches you to think like. But since you said the Barack Obama book, um, I read a book. It's called Leadership by Doran, sorry, Doris Kearns Goodwin. And she's a historian. And I think she was the publisher of the Washington Post or something mm. like that. But she profiled, it was Abe Lincoln, Theodore Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt, and Lyndon Johnson. And she took wow. all four presidents and gave like a biography of each and like walked through their leadership journey. It, it wow. was, it, it, it has not left me. It was so good. And I listened to it when I was going on walks. And it got me to walk because I was I, I wanted to hear more. So it was mm. a really good listen. If any of you guys are kind of looking for, because it's not tactical, it's a really good one to listen to because someone's telling you stories. 
Mm. Well, and I and I found that listening to or reading uh, Barack Obama's book really gave me insight on just how difficult that job is. You know, mm-hmm. yes. as as a leader, this is the ultimate leadership position where you're a leader of the free world, and often you're making lots of decisions with very little information. And so, yeah. it's so easy to get caught up in politics and think like, oh, they're making a bad decision, they're mm. not doing it right. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is is most of the time they're making a life or death decision with with not right. enough, probably not enough information yeah. and they have to make it really fast. And it's, so it's yeah. like, just give them grace. Just like we mm-hmm. we all need yeah. to give each other They're grace doing their leaders. best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's interesting. I read Barack's a couple of years ago and read um, Becoming Michelle Obama's um, memoir this year. And it was, mm. she's such a powerful, inspiring human being in her own right. And I found it really insightful, like learning about her really having to learn to take a step to the side a little bit to really support Barack and his journey and what their partnership looks like. And it was it was really um, just amazing for me to watch two incredibly powerful, strong human beings and how they've worked that marriage dynamic mm. to really support each other and also learn when to lean in on somebody and then when to pull back. So that was really cool. I love that. So I know we're uh, closing it out. So we'll do rapid fire, uh, one more book, and I'm going to break the rules and do two at the same time. Uh, (laughs) um, I needed to learn how to ask better questions versus telling everyone what to do. So I I dove into Trillion Dollar Coach and then also uh, the coaching. One of my all-time faves. The coaching habit. Mm. So Trillion Dollar Coach and the coaching habit both help me ask better questions versus just And what's the coaching habit? That's about how to be a coach or just... Yeah, asking good questions. I think the subtitle is like how to ask questions, the best questions or something like that versus telling everyone. My organization was used to me telling everyone what to do um, and which is not scalable. (laughs) So I needed to ask questions to get people to think and make decisions on their own. So that has been Okay, I literally have that on my iPhone notes, Sarah, the Mm. the coaching habit questions and I pull it up regularly. I love it. Yep. Okay, noted. Oh, I'll go. Um, I read Upstream, How to Solve Problems Before They Happen by Mm. uh, Dan Heath. Super, super good. And I, it changed the way I think, which is kind of like the thinking in Bets, Wendy, where Mm -hmm. if you take books that that just kind of help you change the way I think, literally now I'm like, let's go upstream. Where did this start? What were the constellation of issues that brought us to this? And it it just walks you through. (laughs) You can tell what I needed in the moment. Um, When you have big organizations, (laughs) you have problems, you know, and you're just, I call myself whack-a-mole. Like my job is whack-a-mole. <laughs> and I was like, I can only whack two holes and there's four. <laughs> Need a bigger so grabbing books. <laughs> I'm getting this image of like of like BK's head popping up and you're just like whack-a-mole. Okay, right there is a human whack-a-mole online. And I'm like, every once in a while, I'll pull it up to remind myself that's my job. It's just like human whack-a-mole. That's my job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I digress. Okay. I, I had, I'll throw, I'll throw my personal one in that I loved. Actually, Via recommended it. It's called A Woman of No Importance by Sonia Purnell. Mm-hmm. And it is about mm-hmm. um, uh, an incredible uh, American, actually, that served um, in uh, World War II for the British um, mm-hmm. side. And she was actually one of the most effective spies in all of World War II that you will never know about. And if that intrigues you, you should read it. It was really good. Wow. Ooh, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll end uh, with a couple. So one's really a, 
uh, Reese's Book Club. So I follow Reese Witherspoon on Instagram. I read a lot of fiction. So I, mm-hmm. I read probably 30 books a year and at least a third of that is fiction. Yeah. And I like her book club because it curates fiction for me. I don't have to think mm-hmm. about it. I can Love just that. go. I read almost all of her selections this year. They're normally written by, well, 100% they're written by women and they and they feature women's stories, which is my favorite fiction to yeah. read. And so that's just a, a hack for you guys. And then um, when I had COVID earlier this year, I read a couple books and one of them was called Hidden Valley Road by Robert Kolker. And it was about a family mm. of nine children mm. and five of them who had schizophrenia. Ooh. And I'll just wow. tell you, nothing, there's nothing like a book like that to make you feel better as working mom about your family. So mm. uh, if you need a little pick me up and you're just sort of, you just want the fascinating insight into yeah. a family, um, that's just a really good one. And it just, it just, it gives you gratitude for what you've got. Um, and so that is my final two. Any, anything else we missed, guys, before we wrap up? Yeah. Okay, I'm only mentioning this because it's kind of the lauded, celebrated, like, new series on Amazon. So I am on book two of the Wheel of Time series. So Super Geeks Unite. This is, like, geeky time right now. Fantasy genre. But it is so good. And it's 14 books, and they're, like, really long. And I, I get, like, sad when I have to leave a world when I'm reading Aww, fiction. And, I like, I, I'm like, I, I don't want to let go of the characters. And I saw this, mm. and I'm like, 14 long books. This will last me a couple years, you know. <laughs> so I'm super excited. And, and so I don't know if it'll last me that long. I thought, I'll just visit it when I need an escape. Yeah. And I, I'm now on book two and it's been like, it's a little too fast, but it's really good. Well, my big takeaway awesome. is that we need to do this every quarter because mm. you guys are like, yeah. I've learned so much from this this episode myself and uh, all that you're reading. And I like to keep, keep I want to keep up more. So we're going to yeah. maybe include this more throughout the year of what we're reading uh, for our listeners. I think they're going to get a lot out of this episode as well. Uh, but we want to encourage you guys to have not just uh, big businesses, but even bigger lives. And so much of having a big life is learning and reading. And uh, we just uh, are so thankful for all of our listeners and keep out there, uh, empire building, changing people's lives. Bye guys. Bye Bye, guys. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening to empire building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember you are an empire builder. (laughs) 